All right, I don't want you guys to be like shocked with all the pages. It just has to be like uh, the font size is 15. So <laughs> that's why. So let me just put this here. Yeah, so we won't be here for a couple hours. Just 30 minutes of talks, okay? So um, definitely I feel, and I feel like I'm in a talk show. <laughs> the talk, you know, just to have, can you guys see me? Because I am 5'2". Can see me over this? Okay. <laughs> so that, you know, for us people who are vertically challenged, this can be an issue. Um, definitely, I feel so privileged to be here with you guys. Um, you know, um, I'm so privileged to be here with Jade. You know, she's amazing. One of my daughters, but she's amazing. Um, I can't say that enough. Um, she has just been a rock. Um, I think our relationship is kind of changing because she's 20 now and, you know, she's an adult and uh, just um, the wisdom that I get from her and just how she shares her heart and, you know, even she calls me out also <laughs> when there's times with my younger one or my older one, but she, you know, I can really um, just, I'm, I feel so blessed just to have her in my life and just uh, knowing that, you know, she's just an incredible woman of God. So I'm excited, Jay, to be able to do this with you. We're definitely so excited um, and so thankful um, for you guys to think about us. Um, you know, Janelle was um, telling us she was part of the team ministry. She studied the Bible with Jade. So that's, you know, special to have um, that connection there. And thank you so much, Karen, for inviting us. I mean, um, so grateful you trusted Janelle. <laughs> she said there is a mother daughter <laughs> way over there in Long Beach, but um, that we could be here. So um, super grateful, and I definitely want to uh, just just to let you guys know I'm super excited that uh, all our friends are here. Also from Long Beach, we have Sandy, Michelle, Sydney, and Danielle. So they came here this morning. So thank you guys so much. You know, um, I think this goes perfect with with the title of, you know, The Art of Strong Relationships. I mean, these women, I know for Jade um, also, but they have been my rock and uh, super grateful for you guys and um, just, you know, love you guys. So just want to tell you a little bit about our family. Um, all right, that's my husband, George. And as Janelle said, 27 years we've been married. Um, I got married when I was 21, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was it, you know. Um, and then um, our wonderful kids, you know, my husband helped me kind of edit a few of, of, you know, what I was trying to say. And then he put in parentheses, he put most of the time, you know, when I say the wonderful kids. So, yes, they are wonderful. So we have Sam, he's uh, 23 years old. And then Jake, she's 20. And our youngest one is Selena. Um, she's 17, going on 20, 21. <laughs> um, but, you know, so it's great. A couple of college students and one in the teen ministry. So um, Janelle, you know, shared about how, you know, I had the privilege to be in India. Um, I actually moved when I was 20, so it was like Jade's age. Um, when I moved there and moved, I left um, from Orange County. So I got, you know, I became a Christian, you know, in the campus ministry in, in Orange County. And Karen knows my brother. She asked me, she's like, do you know John Berrigis? And I said, yes, I do for 48 years. So <laughs> yes, I do know him. But um, that connection, see, it's so great to be able to have connections. Um, so I had the privilege to be able to go um, be part of you know, missionaries in India, Sri Lanka, and Pakistan. So that was for uh, 12 years. Um, 
2000, you know, all my kids were born in different places in India. Um, in 2007, we moved to Chicago, which was George's um, hometown. We were there for seven years. And then uh, for the past eight years, we've been in Southern California and part of our greater Long Beach ministry. Um, so definitely, I am super excited to talk about strong relationships because I, you know, I feel blessed by the relationships that God has given me, you know, the current relationships and the ones who've been in my life for the past 30 years. Um, just going to give the opportunity for Jade to introduce herself as well. Hi guys. Yeah, like my mom said, my name is Jade. I'm 20 years old. I'm in my third year of college at Cal State Long Beach, and I'm studying psychology. And I've been a disciple for six years, and I got baptized in my freshman, oh, can you hear me? Yeah. freshman year of high school. And I'm really excited to be here. I've never like spoken with such a like big group of people. Like, like I've done like teen lessons and stuff in the teens, but this is just a really cool opportunity to get to speak to women of all different generations. Um, and I'm excited, but I'm also nervous because when it comes to relationships, I can feel um, kind of insecure because I just feel like I'm unequipped because it's like I've, I've been working on my relationships a lot, but I have those insecurities of like being vulnerable, trusting other people and like letting other people in because I don't want to get hurt, but I feel like this past year, God has been teaching me so much, so I'm excited to be able to get to share what I've been learning. Okay, so you're going to see me like put my glasses on and then take them off because I need to be able to see you. Like I, I need them to read, but then I need to be able to see this and take them off. But definitely, <laughs> do you? Do you? After a certain age, right? So we get our eyes and, um, you know, so that happens. Um, but I'm definitely humbled as well, you know, as Jade said, you know, to, to be able to talk about this area um, because it is it is something that we all need to grow in. And um, I, I want to say I'm a good friend. Am I? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> um, so I feel like I, you know, I also, I, I listen to people, um, you know, I make time for them, but, you know, just like Jade, I'm like, when she was sharing, you know, that she, you know, may have some difficulties, like sharing her, uh, what's on her heart and being vulnerable, I'm like, oh, that's me. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I needed to be a little bit better in uh, teaching that, but you know, the, we, we do have some similarities in that. Um, you know, the title of the you know the lesson today, and all of you guys have come to, is the art of strong relationships. And you know, if you really look at like the art, it basically means like the skill. So the skill of a strong relationship and relationship building it takes skills. But it's worth our time, you know. Whether you, you know, you have like face-to-face -face, uh, conversations or, you know, on the telephone, we need to really be able to um, communicate what's on our heart. Um, you know, really be able to be open and honest with one another. You know, and and I know I don't know about you guys, but I know for me sometimes it's easier to have relationships with some people than other people. And you're like, okay, why is that? You know. Um, 
you know, it could be that you have the same views or um, same interests, stages of life, you know, same viewpoint, and that makes it kind of easier to build a relationship with others, you know. Um, and then things that can be challenging, maybe you guys don't have the same views, and, you know, um, that can cause barriers and frictions um, in a relationship or you can get hurt. So, you know, there there are some easy ones and some difficult ones, but we're, we're trying to figure out how, you know, to help us when we have those difficult relationships, right? We don't want to just kind of like, I'm done. I think in, in high school and college, you know, I was like, okay, uh, we don't like each other. Okay, we don't, you know, I'm not going to um, continue this uh, relationship, but um, someone, you know, in your family, you can't just say I'm done, right? <laughs> or, or your neighbor, you can't really say you're done because they're, they're really there all the time. Um, you know, even in, in church, you, you want to try to continue to build those relationships. So we got a couple of points for you guys today. Um, the first one, oh, our picture is still up there. Um, <laughs> the first point is one another relationship. So uh, we have two for you. Uh, so, can we go to the next one, Jay? All right, so here are a couple of quotes. I just want to kind of explain a little bit about this. Um, my husband and I, we both work for the same company. We work for Molina Healthcare. He is a principal architect. If you ask me what that is, he works and develops things. That's, that's about all I know. Um, but he's in a lot of meetings. And then one day, he, he was on a Zoom meeting, and he was holding a book, and I was like, what are you in, you know? And he's like, I'm in a book club. I was like, what, you're in a book club? And he goes, yeah, it's for, it's like different um, managers and different uh, various Molina leaders all over the, uh, all across the country. And it was a chief experience officer who organized it. And I was like, what, what are you guys reading? And then they were reading this book called The Gift of Imperfection. And the, you know, a couple of quotes, I'm gonna have Jade read it. Um, but I was asking him, I'm like, what's the purpose of this book club? You know, like, you guys are all day in meetings together. And then again, after meeting hours, you guys are meeting together. And he's like, this chief officer, um, experienced officer was, was saying like, the purpose of it is to live wholeheartedly. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So I'm gonna have Jade just read this. Okay, so the first quote says, connection is defined as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they can derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. And then the second quote says, technology has become an imposter for connection, making us believe that we are connected when we are really not, at least not in the ways that we need to be. In our technology-crazed world, we have confused being communicative with feeling connected. Wow. Thank you, Jade. Wow, right? Okay, we're done. <laughs> no. Okay, so I mean, I love the the you know the first one is is defined as the energy that exists between people. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Um, and then, you know, I can relate to the technology one, you know, so just even like, oh, we've got so many friends, we've got strong friendships, but, but all the people who like your photos and, 
things like that, or even, you know, sometimes text, you know, you get so used to texting now, nowadays, like if someone calls you, you're like, what's wrong? You know, what are they gonna say? <laughs> someone texts you, we need to talk. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's gonna, well, you know, what's going on? Um, so, you know, you think that that's a relationship, right? But um, it's, I, I love these quotes, and you know, if you take a picture of it, or we can probably send it to Karen. Oh, she has it. <laughs> so, she has it. So if you, you know, if you want it, or if you want to get the book, I think it's a pretty cool book, and it's something that I think I'm going to start reading as well. Um, but we've got something from the Bible also. So I know you're probably like, I can't see this. Break out your glasses. No, you don't have to. Um, just, just to let you guys know. Okay, so the Bible uses the phrase one another when teaching about relationships um, over 100 times in the New Testament. So this is not all the 100 scriptures, but you know, just took uh, quite a few of them. But approximately like 59 of these occurrences are specific commands teaching us how and not, and how not to have you know, to, to relate to one another or to communicate with one another. So these are just some of the scriptures that um, we just picked out. We're not going to read all of them, don't worry. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, we can just stay right over here. Um, but when I think about relationships, we, you know, especially as women, we like to talk. I like to talk. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> but, you know, we, we are made for to be able to have that relationship with one another. Um, but when I think about our relationship with God, I see that the most important other needs to be God in our life. You know, so our relationship with others can't really be right unless we see others in their relation to God. So we're gonna have a scripture to kind of help, uh, help us understand this. And this is a scripture that's in the purple tea. You guys have the purple tea around you? If you look, I think it's the same scripture, right? Yeah, there you go. So look for it and you can take it home. The dark purple. The dark purple, yeah. So to me, it's purple. I, you know, maybe I'm not So I'm not sure if that's the right color. Yeah, the dark one. Yeah, that one. You'll see that the scripture is there. Okay, so this scripture reads. 1 John 4, 19-21, um, this is from the NIV, it says, We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. So if you look at this, I mean, it says, We love because he first loved us. So our love for God is a response to his love for us. You know, I, I really look at this, I'm like, God really softened my heart 30 years ago and helped me turn to him as an 18 year old. And now with that softer heart, I can love others. Because before that, it was very easy for me to, you know, to stop relationships um, and not be friends with someone who, you know, I had a hard time with, but because of his love for me, I can look at things different. And so that's kind of what I want to kind of um, have you guys think about, too. It's like your view of God, you know, is it, 
to look at relationships through how God loves other people. So in Matthew 22, 37 to 38, it talks about the greatest command. You know, you know, do you guys know the greatest command is to love God first and then your neighbor. So, I mean, God makes it very clear for us that not only do we need to love him, but we also need to love other people. So I know that deeper my relationship with God is than, you know, the more I want to give to others. So that's what, that's what I really want to focus on. You know, when you're able to see the love that God has for you, um, you'll be moved to be able to love others. You know, one way, um, you know, as I shared, I moved to India when I was 20, but one way that I was able to see others through God's eye was because of that decision. I was part of a conference um, that kind of inspired, it was back in 2000, I wanna say 2005, but it was part of a conference uh, to inspire people to go back to their country. And I moved here when I was three years old and living here, um, you know, raised mostly in Orange County and to, to have that vision of going back to a country where my parents came from to have that American dream. You know, they left um, India to come here. And then for me even to be able to say, I wanna go back to India was like so hard for them. Like, what are you talking about? You're 20 um, and you wanna leave. And, um, but I was, you know, when I, when I moved there, I was able to build some incredible relationships, but it was super hard because ministry or living in a different country is different. Um, like the the people that were in my life, it wasn't. I was a part of like an all um, here in California. I was part of like an all campus ministry, so everything that I did was related to college students. And then so I didn't really know how to talk to somebody that was like maybe four years older than me, it was just, it was pretty much, you know, campus students. But then when I moved to India, I had to build relationships with women that were like 50 years older than me. And, you know, for me, if someone was five years older than me, it was like a big thing. Um, but, you know, really being able to have a relationship and, um, you know, they were married women, not, you know, not just singles. And then for me, that was also difficult too, because I'm like, I'm not married, I'm just, 20 and I'm here to help you in your relationship with God um, um, but I had to really see that this is I had to look through Jesus's eyes you know the, you know I think about a scripture Matthew 9 verse 36 it says how Jesus looked um, at the crowd he was moved for they were harassed and helpless there's so much poverty um, in India you know in, in life how people were living um, but they gave so much. Like I remember going from house to house and everybody would feed me. Like they, they would have nothing, but then they would want to give me everything. And I was just so, uh, so moved um, just to see their hearts, you know, and um, their houses were so small, but yet they wanted to take care of me. They had so much compassion on me and um, I, it was just so inspiring, and I, I had to look and see, wow, this is, this is God's child. You know, um, 
that we got to learn from each other. You know, age didn't matter. You know, sometimes we think like, oh, it's very hard to relate to younger people or older people. Really, if you put effort into it, it doesn't really matter. You can, you can become friends with people that are in different life states you know, life stages, you know, language didn't matter. There's so many different languages um, in India and each state you go to, it's a, you know, it's a different um, a language, but we still, I still had good friends, you know, friendships with people. I, I mean, I just had a translator, but then being able to hug someone and talk to them, um, you know, it didn't really matter. Um, we just gave our heart. We just knew that we loved Jesus. Sometimes that could be the only thing that um, is the same between one another, but that's that's pretty amazing. You know, and I remember we, I also had an opportunity to move to Sri Lanka and Pakistan, and there it was a little different because um, I wasn't, uh, you know, the visa situation, you can't be there for a very long time. You can only be there for three or four months. And at times, you know, we knew that I'm not gonna be in this city very long, so I'm not gonna give my heart. That was like, my mindset at first, like, do I really need to build a great relationship here? I'm not going to be here long. They're not going to see me anymore. But I had to make a decision to love and give my heart and build a relationship. You know, um, God gave me that opportunity to go there and to pour my heart and and learn so much from the, the different men and women that were there. Um, you know, even still to this day, I still keep in touch with all my friends from South Asia. Um, I have an opportunity next month. My husband and I were going to be flying to India for a couple of weeks that we'll be able to see a lot of our friends. So I'm excited that, you know, that even for, after so long uh, we've been apart that we can, you know, still build that connection again. And that's all being able to see through Jesus' eyes. You know, the next um, the slide, this one talks about the how and how not. I'm just looking to see if it's like the same thing. That's what I wrote. The how and how not to relate to one another. So these are different scriptures uh, giving us um, specific commands on, uh, you know, teaching us how to relate to one another. Um, you know, the first one, I, I think this one is definitely... Um, a good one to stop passing judgment on one another you know we have to be a gossip and slander free community you know that is something that really destroys one another you know gossip is a casual or unconstrained conversation or report about other people you know it typically involves details that are not confirmed as being true slander I mean it's, it's talking about like a Crime. It says the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging a person's reputation. Um, you know, the scripture, Romans 15, 7, says, Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. You know, this is hard, right? Forgiving, especially when you're wronged. Um, or you're being accused at something, this is really, really hard. But here, Jesus teaches us to be kind and compassionate to one another. Um, so I, by profession, I'm a nurse. Um, I became a nurse later in life. You know, when I came back from India, Chicago, I studied with three kids. And I became 
a nurse and I have a bachelor's in nursing, so you can do it even if you're older in life, <laughs> you know, um, or if you change your profession. It's a good profession now because a lot of people need nurses. <laughs> they pay really well, I think, especially in Northern California. <laughs> so if you're interested, <laughs> nursing is a big calling. But um, I'm a supervisor for Molina Healthcare. I'm a, um, it's in complex case management. So I have like 11 people under me and there's times when I have to communicate change. You know, I don't know if you had a difficult time in communicating change to a team of um, people who are not very happy about the change. And the first thing they say is, you people, I'm like, me? No, I'm sorry. I'm not the person who actually um, is making that decision. I'm just here kind of relaying that information. So, I, you know, I didn't really have much in uh, weighing in on the process, but those times I have to really take a breath and, you know, be kind. I got to be compassionate you know, to my team and talking about these specific areas. You know, it's very easy to agree and, you know, with like a, with other people and frustration, but I have to make sure I'm not passing judgment as well. So it's, you know, sometimes, you know, I um, talk to other supervisors and we're like, let's help each other out with our teams, but I have to really be careful not to joke joke about something or about someone on my team, you know, something that they've done and pass judgment that way also. So it's really, I mean, it can be in your work, it could be in your family, um, you know, it can be with your friends, but these uh, scriptures really kind of show you, you know, in whatever area of your life, you know, to bear with each other, to forgive each other, to forgive grievances. You know, it may take time sometimes it's not um, as quick to forgive, but this is the heart that God calls us to, is to, you know, is to really be able to forgive. So that's our first point, okay? So one another in, you know, in relationships. You know, our second point, Jade's gonna do most of the talking. So you're like, why is she sitting up here? Well, she's gonna do most of the talking for this one. Um, it, this one is helping one another to grow. Oh, she's quick. All right, you can go to the next one, Jade. Um, you know, I know on the in, your invitation, I just read, it said, strong relationships help us to improve our mental, emotional, and physical health. That's pretty cool, right? Um, I really believe that, you know, having that strong relationship because it, you know, if you have a healthy relationship, it makes your life pretty enjoyable. You know, um, you know, you know, as I was saying, maybe you like to talk a lot you know, and if you have someone to talk to and share things with, you know, it's it's pretty awesome. You know, you can have the worst day, and then all of a sudden there's like a special text that just, it's from your friend, that just says, have a great day, or here's a scripture that kind of encourages you and puts a smile on your face. That's Sandy, Sandy does that, Aww. or you know, a lot of people, but I know, like, oh my gosh, this is so great. This is such an encouraging, um, uh, time just to read that, especially when you have a bad day, you know, somehow your friend knows you have a bad day, I don't know, um, but they just decide to put the scriptures. Um, so these next couple of scriptures, Jay's going to talk about it and just share with you guys. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so in my friendships, I really love to encourage other people, and I'm known in most of my friendships as the therapist because I'm always willing to listen, to give advice, and I will pour my heart out and be there for other people. I love to listen to people if they like rant about their life, they tell me their good news, and I always like to ask questions to dig deeper. But when it comes to letting people in, I've mastered this idea of being open, but not actually vulnerable. So I tell people, oh yeah, I'm struggling with mental health or I'm struggling with health issues, but it's not actually me being truly transparent. Like I'm not going into detail, but I've like mastered this idea of like, oh yeah, I shared something and then other people feel close to me. But then in reality, I didn't actually open up about the things that I was hurting about or the things that I was struggling with but um, and even in my conversations I can like mention different things so I have a lot of health issues I have a sleeping disorder called narcolepsy and a autoimmune disease I don't remember the name of it but um, so there's a lot of like invisible things that happen just like in my mind or just like things that I struggle with like I just get tired a lot or just like mental health battles and all that stuff. Um, and I talk about those things with my friends, but I always end in this conversation of like, oh yeah, like I'm struggling with it, but I trust in God, like oh, it'll be okay. And kind of just like ending with this positive note. And I always just like, I just feel like ending with that is my defense mechanism because I'm like building up these walls and I don't want them to be concerned about me because I'm just afraid of being a burden or just like seeing be seen as dramatic or ungrateful. Um, so because of that, I always find myself in this pattern of like hanging out with friends, having fun, encouraging each other. But then when I face personal battles, um, I start pulling away and start isolating and trying to figure it out by myself. And then when I figure it out, I come back and I'm just like all happy again. But one day, actually quite recent like in the past like couple months one of my friends actually a couple of my friends expressed to me that even though that we've known each other for a long time they don't really know much about me like they don't know what bothers me they don't know when i'm hurt by something they don't know when i'm upset because i just don't express that and because i hide it and i tell myself to get over it and i only express things when i've solved it on my own and that type of pattern actually like has hurt my friendships because they don't feel like they can be there for me and they don't like know how to like ask those questions and like when I'm struggling. So in James 5:16 it says confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. So um, yeah, ever since that conversation I've had with those friends, I've been learning to practice how to express my feelings even if it's something so little. So like not invalidating your, like the little things, because those little things actually matter if we're going through it like every day, and then it just builds up. So I've been reading this book called When God Says No, which is about working through the disappointments and hurts in life. And the most recent chapter that I read was talking about how we need to invite our friends into our life. That means giving them permission to pray with you, to listen to you, to ask you questions about what you're going through. Because a lot of the times, these things that you're going through can be just like invisible or uncomfortable, and they don't actually know 
that you're going through these things, but they can notice just your your behavior and like the way that you present yourself that you're going through something, but don't know actually how to like ask if like you're okay. But we have to like allow ourselves to to say like, hey, I'm actually having a hard time. Like, can you help me? So the book was just talking about how to invite people into your life. Um, when we choose to speak up about our needs for to other people, it gives them an opportunity to love you and them an opportunity to serve you, which ultimately brings healing. Um, so this might just look like giving you words of encouragement or treating you out to some boba or coffee or food. Like you have to let other people do that for you. Um, and in order to do this, we have to be humble and like let go of our pride, let go of those insecurities and fears. Because when I think about it, like I, I love to hear that about other people and I never, like I would never respond to them like, oh, why would you say that? Or that sucks, like just like, in a judgmental way. So why don't I let other people do that for me? Like what am I afraid of? Um, so in First Thessalonians 4.18, it says, encourage one another and build each other up. It's so much easier to be self-sufficient, and sometimes self-sufficiency can be beneficial, but it also can be a weakness. It can close us off from people and intimidate them, and when we're always the one giving, serving, listening to others, it makes the other people feel insecure because they're the only ones who's benefiting from that relationship and it becomes very one-sided. And that's what I realized with me, I tend to feel distant because I don't give that opportunity to let others know me on a deeper level. And with vulnerability, there's a circle where we have to take turns giving, but also accepting from, accepting the care from others. In Romans 1.12, it says, being mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So just that being intentional and being mutual. Um, but I do want to point out that we have to make sure we have healthy boundaries with our friends and not just <laughs> emotionally dumping everything on them. So a way that I like to like, <laughs> yeah, the way, the way that I like to think about how to do that is to give my raw thoughts and like my raw emotions to God first, and then once I've like brought those things out and like processed it, start talking about it with my friends because just because you just say it out loud doesn't mean it's going to be solved so just like talking to your friends about it working through it finding scriptures and like having other people involved in your life to help you get through it so. thank you jade didn't i tell you she's amazing <laughs> all right um okay so i'm gonna tell you with all of these scriptures I have a group of women who help me. So this is a picture of them. So this is what we call our home team. So two of them are right here. <laughs> um, so this is our home team. So there's like five of us. We were driving. I don't remember if we were driving to a women's retreat. or Yeah, okay. So we were driving to the women's retreat. And all of a sudden, we just started getting open. And then we're like, we should do this more often, right? So then we're like, yeah, so we should, let's, let's name our group. We call it the home team. And then we're gonna force our husbands to join this home team and make sure that we get time together and, you know, because we just don't wanna just do this for us, right? We wanna build it for our 
our um, our families as well. And then, you know, there's several, um, we didn't get all of the kids in this picture, but these are, the you know, a picture of the time with um, Sandy's kids and Michelle's kids and our kids um, at a campus uh, program. So then you can see some of the kids that are over there. But just want to tell you what we've done for the last uh, couple of years. Okay, we've done a lot. Okay, so we've got apple picking, you know, that's a favorite of ours. Um, you know, we've had intentional times, you know, we had dinner together, we had birthday celebrations, and then, you know, there was one time we all sat in front of the fire and just started talking about our life, and, you know, there was tears also, um, so it's not just a bunch of fun, right? You know, we have times that we really um, make time for each other and intentional, you know, and um, with our spouses as well, so, I mean, I feel like with these women, I can um, tell everything to, but before then, I really didn't. Like, I, I kept a lot of stuff to myself, too. Um, things that, you know, I messed up in, you know, if I'm not being spiritual, or I was rude to my kids, you know. Our, sometimes our kids are like, what do you guys talk about? We're like, we talk about us. It's not that we, you know, talk about you. We talk about how we are rude also, and like helping each other out be great parents. You know, um, you know, we share about our ugliness, you know, sometimes that's not easy, right? Sharing about the ugliness in our life. Um, but then we also were able to see like, oh, we're actually in the same boat. You know, so it's once you start opening up and talking, you're like, All right, yeah, you do that too? Oh, I, I wish I talked about this earlier. We could have gone through it together, you know. So we realize those, those things. We know we have a lot of our, you know, we're all in the same Kind of stage in life, um, you know, our children are really close together. Um, you know, we're also we we out we go on trips together. Next week, we're a couple of us are going to go to Arizona <laughs> um, to visit one of our friends who you know moved away. So even things like that, we're able to share with one another. So so grateful for that, you know. But along with that, there's also times where um, there's not, you know, we we may have issues also it's not always the greatest right so one of my friends she sent me a text and she asked me if she can call me so I was like okay you know sure let's let's talk and she brought up a time um, you know that she said that you know she's like every time I say goodbye to you I would say love you and you would just hug me and say goodbye and I was like oh my gosh I was like I didn't realize how not telling your friend that you love them has made such a, a like a difficult time for her. Like it wasn't she it wasn't the first time, right? If it was just once, okay, the next time. But it was like several times. And I had to really look at myself, I'm like, why why do, do I have a hard time saying I love you? You know, and I even talked to my kids, they're like, Yeah, it's your fault, mom. We don't say love you either to other people. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to focus on Jesus, you know. And I I love her, you know, and I in my actions, you know, she's like, it's not your actions, just just saying that. And so sometimes just even those words, not now I'm not just going, Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, you know, like trying to be fake or anything, but really be genuine and saying like, wow, I really need to let my friends know that I love them. So um, I think I'm growing in that, right? Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but making more effort, you know, it was weird in the beginning, but it's not weird anymore, you know, just seeing that 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 impact, you know. Um, 
Um, something else, you know, being able to grow in, you know how he's talking about how you can have a relationship and uh, with other life stages. Um, so my youngest daughter, 17, she has a friend um, in the campus ministry in Hawaii, and she's on video, you know, so great to be on video, right, with each other, to be able to have that conversation um, instead of just by text. And she was just, they were talking about their quiet times or, or uh, Bible study times in the morning. And so she, she basically, you know, we were kind of giving the suggestion, you know that the Bible has like a Bible plan. You can do like a seven-day plan, do something together. You can, um, or, you know, even just kind of share what you learned. And then my youngest one is like, why don't you do it with us, mom? I'm like, okay. So, or, you know, every morning, you know, you do it on your own and then you write your comment in and they can read your comment. So you have to be real also. And then um, you can read their comment. But it was so encouraging just to see the hearts of, you know, my daughter and her, her friend who's in a different, you know, different in Hawaii and just kind of share. So it's like you can build relationships even if you make, you know, a little bit of effort like that. You know, another thing that I was able to do and learning to grow and helping each other out is I started walking 10,000 steps. I don't know if you guys have ever done that. Like 10,000 steps a day, and that's a lot, right? At least it's like one hour. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, everybody who lives near me did like a group text. Who wants to go walk? This was like every day for uh, six months, and we would just take turns and um, whoever wants to join us, and that was our time to really talk to each other. You know, it wasn't just sitting face to face and like having a <laughs> stressful, deep conversation. It was like we're walking, and you know, you tend to talk more and share more when you're out open environment, trying to get healthy also together. So that was a, another way of really being able to to grow and helping each other out. Um, you know, I get, you know, I love cooking. Indian food. Okay, that's something that I like doing. I don't like cleaning, um, you know, doing the dishes or chopping stuff up. No, just like putting it all together, I like doing. Um, so there was a time where uh, my kids and I started doing this like uh, a way to kind of, uh, you know, build relationships. I did it with like the married women. Okay, they're like, we want to, we, we want some Indian food. I said, okay, come over, I'll teach ya. And then so we did this big old. Uh, party of being able to teach and then um, my kids are like can you teach our friends I'm like all right so then my youngest one is like can you teach the teens I'm like okay it's the same menu chicken curry and you know with some Indian bread and you know so the same menu and you know some yogurt so I in a matter of two months okay I tell you I we, I did this eight times in two months, two times with campus with Jade and her friends, two times with the teens, you know, and then one of my school friends from third grade saw like my Instagram photos, called me and said, can you teach me? I'm like, okay, come on over. And she came over with her son who was in high school. He just sat there and I was like, are you sure you bring your son? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, so then they all had Indian food. So it was a great time just to chat, talk, and again, food brings out a lot, right? Yeah. You're not sitting here face to face. You know, you need to have that time, but then these kind of things, it's fun. We had Indian music on, we started dancing, you know, we do different different things. And I always tell my friends, okay, now it's your turn. We like to have your kind of cooking. Um, these two over here, it's your turn. You know, well, you can start something like that. A lot of people will do. So 
Um, again, so those are different ways that you can help each other to grow in, um, you know, fun environments. Um, just recently, I don't say it's been a year, a little over a year, my husband was appointed as an elder in 2021. So, you know, we were able to kind of get to know the different parts of the church. And, um, you know, but with that, I was just kind of inviting somebody over for dinner. And they're like, okay, what's the agenda? I was like, there's no agenda. I just want to get to know you. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, because sometimes, you know, they can, people can feel like that, right? And I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I let you know that I'm here just, just for you. And I don't have an agenda. I just want to get to know you um, and being able to have that type of relationship. So I have to really stretch my arms. My arms are a little shorter. Um, but, you know, I don't want people to ever feel nervous about spending time with me or, you know, when I ask people to spend time. So, you know, I, I just really want to make sure that, you know, I'm there for you, you know, and you're there for me because it works both ways, right? So it's not just one-sided. Um, um, I'm, you know, definitely to be able to, to learn from one another, to help each other to grow is a big thing. So being able to listen and learn from one another is, it's, it's, it is a task, right? It is difficult, but it's something that we have to do. So I know my time is up probably because it's like 45 minutes. So um, I just want to say in conclusion, this is in conclusion, we got to see relationships as a gift. It's a gift. A relationship is a gift. Connections are a gift. So people around you, you know, you guys are gifts to each other. You know, do you, do you, do you treasure that relationship? You know, we got to be intentional with every interaction to uplift each other. We have enough in the world that pulls us down, right? Your yeah. job, school, whatever, you know, we may have failed or, you know, um, it's okay. So we have to be able to lift each other up. Um, you know, being able to be impactful with words, things that you say. Tell someone that, you know, tell your friend that you love them. You really care for them. You know, you become a better self, you know, to be a person that someone truly enjoys being around. You know, I think that's also something that's very important. So again, we gotta, um, you know, have a to have a strong relationship. You know, we need to have that one another relationship, and we need to really help each other grow. That's all we got for you guys. Yeah. Yeah.